Auto insurance companies base their premium on a host of factors. The vehicle, your age, gender, marital status, education, occupation, zip code, and driving record. Sometimes credit scores and other factors you'll never know about are used in the calculation. What if the insurance company offered you a way to lower your premiums by installing technology in your vehicle that monitors how, when, and where you drive? Would you be willing to give up some of your privacy to see your insurance bill drop by 30 or 40 percent? Millions of drivers have already signed up for these telematic programs, and millions more say they'd be willing to do it if offered. I'm Herb Weisbaum, the Consumer Man, a contributing editor at Checkbook.org. Welcome to Consumerpedia. At Checkbook.org, we're the nonprofit that helps consumers select services, avoid trouble, and save money. Because we don't accept any advertising or take money from any business we recommend, you can rely on Checkbook.org to be completely independent and objective. Now, here's the host of Consumerpedia, America's consumer expert, the Consumer Man, Herb Weisbaum. In this episode, we're going to talk about telematic data collection, how it works, how it can get things wrong, and whether you should even consider trading your privacy for lower insurance rates. Our guest is Michael DeLong. He's with the Consumer Federation of America's Campaign for Fair Auto Insurance. He joins us from the nation's capital. Hi there, Michael. Thank you very much. I'm really excited to be here. So let's make sure we understand exactly what telematics is and how it works. Run us through the process. Telematics, also called uh, usage-based insurance, it's insurance policies or programs that uh, insurance companies use to capture data on people's driving behavior. And they use that to calculate your insurance premium. And uh, an insurer, they either plug a device into your car or they put an app on your phone and it collects information about your driving. And then the company uses that information about your driving to calculate your premium. These programs, they were originally based on a GPS. Progressive started the first telematics program. Uh, they called it Snapshot all the way back in the late 1990s. It gradually uh, grew and other companies began again following suit. And over the past 20 years, all the largest auto insurers have adopted them. And there's a bunch of different uh, kinds of devices that they use. They can use mobile apps. They can use like these uh, Bluetooth assists, which are like these plug-in devices that collect driving information and send it to a smartphone that then analyzes it. They can include uh, various devices. And more and more of these new cars are being sold with these uh, devices installed, even if consumers decide not to use them. And the data collected allows insurers to get more information about someone's uh, driving behavior and their habits. Theoretically, this is supposed to benefit consumers and improve pricing because insurers would ideally use that data to determine how risky someone is to insure and price the premium appropriately. But in practice, there is a lot of concerns both about privacy and what companies do with that information and whether they uh, increase costs for consumers. And that's one of the main things CFA is working on. So what sort of data do these devices, whether installed in the vehicle or there's an app on your phone, what sort of data is the insurance company collecting on you? They collect data on your driving behavior and habits. And first off, a disclaimer, there's a lot of different insurance companies. Most of the largest ones have their own telematics programs. So what follows is a general information. But the kind of information that they usually collect on you is braking, whether you uh, slam on the brakes, the time of day or the time of night that you drive, whether you drive in like the morning, the afternoon, the evening, the dead of night, how much you drive in the form of like miles traveled, acceleration, whether you accelerate quickly or and whether you don't accelerate very much, your speed, how fast you drive, whether you're driving over the speed limit, cornering, which basically means like whether you make sharp turns around corners, how often you make these turns, and phone use, whether you use your phone while driving. Do they also look at where you drive? 
Yes, at least some of the companies do. And this is an interesting thing that we'll get into later. Some of the companies uh, look at your location, where you drive, although they also, most of them claim that they don't use this information to calculate your insurance premium and they don't use sell it to advertisers. But again, there aren't really a lot of safeguards for consumers. Most states don't have good uh, regulation of telematics programs. They don't have specific in-depth either laws or bulletins detailing what they need to do to protect consumers. So there's all sorts of possibilities for abuse. So if I opt into this program, if my insurance company offers it, I say, yes, I want lower rates, hopefully, based on you tracking how I drive and where I drive, etc., do they make it clear what factors they're collecting and how that information is scored by their algorithms? It's a bit unclear. Uh, there are some behaviors that are almost universally collected. We and Consumer Reports have each looked at the largest insurance companies and their programs, like Allstate, which calls the program DriveWise, Geico's Drive Easy, And uh, we found that most of the insurance companies collected information about hard braking and when you drive. Almost all of them collect data on a phone use. Most of them collect data on how much you drive and a lot of them collect information on your speeding. But there are other behaviors that they look at as well. For example, Geico also looks at the type of road you drive on because they think that impacts your driving as well, whether the road is a good road or a low-quality one. They also look at the weather in which you're driving. And on the website, insurance companies uh, usually have these very nice sort of pages about how this program will save you money, and they list some of the factors that go into their programs. Like, for instance, you go to a website and look at a telematics program, and it will say, this program evaluates you based on, say, your braking, how much you drive, and the time of day or night that you drive. But we strongly suspect that the companies are collecting other driving information as well, even if they aren't disclosing this. And when it comes to the actual input of what happens, what weight each sort of driving behavior has, the companies clam up and there's no transparency at all. They don't make the weight to every factor public. They don't say, like, for instance, about 20% of your premium in this is, is due to like how fast you drive. And there's been some cases where DriveEasy has rated customers on uh, driving smoothness and like how quickly they're going around corners, but they don't elaborate further. And whenever we've tried to get more transparency about the factors that go into telematics programs and how much each factor matters, like on a percentage basis, the companies have pushed back and said that would hurt competition and it would ruin everything. And we don't want to do that. And there's no real-time feedback, is there? If I'm driving along, it doesn't tell me, hey, you're braking too hard or you're starting too fast or anything like that. I don't get any real-time feedback from these things, do I? In some cases, you do. Some of the apps or devices programs do it. For example, all states drive wise, this isn't quite real-time feedback, but they give you feedback after each trip about your driving, and you can also see like how much you use your phone behind the wheel. Farmers, their program is called Signal, and it allows people to review their driving behavior and will sometimes offer suggestions on uh, how to save money. For example, it will suggest that you try to avoid driving during like peak times of the day, like rush hour, or to drive less. And they also have like different time periods as well. Usually each of these programs has like a set period where you drive and then they start look at your driving behavior and then calculate your premium. For example, Travelers has a program in Teledrive where they collect information on your driving behavior for 90 days before they determine your premium. One of the big points that these companies emphasize is that safe driving is supposed to save you money, but bad driving will cause uh, your premium to go up. So is it possible that if I opt into this program and the algorithm decides that I'm a bad driver, I could wind up paying more than if I just got the normal policy without the telematics? 
Yes, unfortunately, it's a very possible. They have somewhat different valuations of what exactly is bad driving, but they usually look at the following behaviors. Phone use in the car, which is honestly makes quite a bit of sense because that's distracted driving and that increases your likelihood of getting into a crash. Speeding or driving too fast. Hard braking. They think that if you uh, slam on the brakes or brake hard, that you're less likely to be paying attention, making sharp turns and accelerating really fast. But there are also some things to consider, like for instance, if someone is, say, living in a city or an urban area and driving, they may have to put on the brakes more often. And so they could get dinged for that as a result of they're just driving in a place where there's a lot more traffic and they need to keep accelerating and then stopping and then accelerating and stopping. So there is a lot of things to consider and um, we're a little bit concerned about that. You mentioned cell phones a couple of times, and that is a key thing. If you're using your cell phone, texting, whatever, while you're driving, that's a problem. But what if I'm in my car and my wife says to me, I want to drive to Costco today. You sit in the passenger seat and I'm using my cell phone. Is the telematic system in my car going to know it's me in the passenger seat and not driving? The telematic systems are supposed to know when you're the driver and when you're the passenger, but they don't always. And actually, if you go online, there have been a bunch of cases and angry consumers pointing out instances where the app thought they were a driver when they were really a passenger, either because they were in uh, someone else's car or because, uh, say, like their spouse was using their phone. Travelers says, for instance, that its app IntelliDrive does its best to determine whether or not you're the driver of the vehicle. And if you're a passenger and the app records you as a driver, you have 10 days to change that information. USAA, their program is called Safe Pilot, and one of the things that they touted actually on line is that their program is supposedly very good at telling whether you are a driver or a passenger. And it gives you the option to select that after a drive. But they can't always tell whether you're driving your own car, whether you're a passenger, whether you're riding in someone else's car. So they may ding you for sloppy driving that isn't yours. And most of the programs will allow you to recategorize a drive or dispute a mistake. But some of them require you to call customer service and go through that area, which can be quite a pain. When we talk about insurance companies, there's always a concern based on past history of using information to discriminate against certain classes of individuals. Is it possible to use any of this data collected by these telematic devices to discriminate against people, maybe lower income minorities, people who live in certain zip codes or where they drive? Is there any problem, potential problem with that? Oh, yes, unfortunately. CFA has been working on this for a while. Auto insurers have traditionally used a lot of non-driving related factors to discriminate against people and charge them unfairly high premiums. They include someone's credit history, their education level, uh, their job, their zip code, whether they own a home, and whether they're married and uh, their gender. And we found that these factors result in people paying a lot more for auto insurance. For example, if someone has a perfect driving record but poor credit, we've done studies in a bunch of states And we found that oftentimes they wind up paying twice as much for auto insurance compared to someone who has excellent credit. And this holds true even if, like in both cases, the driver has a perfect driving record with no tickets, no crashes, no claims. And one of the supposed benefits of telematics is that it's supposed to move away from those harmful factors that are not really connected to risk and that lead to people paying more. But we think that companies could use telematics along with those factors to unfairly discriminate against people. For example, uh, they could collect information on, say, someone's location and use that to say, oh, this person lives here and uh, they also drive in these certain areas and so they're a low-income person and so we're going to discriminate against that. Most of the companies haven't admitted to tracking people's locations, but we think they probably have that data and store with it and that there need to be protections against its being used. Uh, One more example, actually. 
One of the most commonly used factors that the companies measure is the time of day or the time of night you drive. And at first glance, that sounds quite reasonable because uh, when you're driving at night, it's dark. People are tend to be more sleepy. It's more risky to drive around. However, there's a problem of income because a lot of people who are lower wage workers do not have control over their hours and so have to either get up very early and drive to work or stay up late and drive to work. Um, a lot fewer of them work jobs from like 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And since they have to come in early or stay up late, they're more likely to be driving in the dark. So charging people more based on uh, whether they drive at night, that may make a certain amount of sense, but it will also likely wind up costing lower wage workers because they're going to have to pay more, even though they're usually earning less. You know, when it comes to telematics, letting the insurance company collect information on your driving, privacy is a top concern. And we're going to talk to Michael about that next. This is Consumerpedia, powered by Checkbook.org. Checkbook has ratings for auto insurance companies in these seven metro areas. Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, Seattle, San Francisco, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Washington, D.C. You'll also find ratings for auto repair shops, auto body shops, and auto glass repair shops. Advice on how to make these purchases are free to everyone at checkbook.org. Ratings of local services are available with a subscription. If you live in one of these seven areas and haven't joined Checkbook yet, check us out. Get your free 30-day subscription at checkbook.org slash consumerpedia. And if you like what you've heard, we hope you'll become a supporter by using the link at the bottom of the show notes to make a small contribution each month. Michael DeLong is with the Consumer Federation of America. Michael, telematics is advertised as a way for safe drivers to save money on their insurance, and that sounds good. But the insurance company can collect all sorts of data about where you drive, when you drive, and that should raise some privacy concerns. Are you concerned about that? Oh, yes, we are very, very concerned. Consumer Federation of America, we've been working on this privacy for many, many years. We're worried about what exactly the auto insurers are going to do with all that data and uh, whether they're going to sell it, monetize it, try and use it for advertising. And one of the major problems is that most states don't have specific laws or regulations uh, governing telematics or having any privacy protections. Uh, For example, let's pick take Florida, which we looked at recently. They don't have any specific laws or regulations about telematics. They just have the insurance department and uh, they look at it and they don't have any specific things. There's are some states that are a little bit better. For example, uh, New York is somewhat better. They have some guidelines for regulating telematics and protecting consumer privacy. Like they say, companies can't gather any data unrelated to uh, insurance rating or discounts, and they can't use that data to harm policyholders. California has by far the strongest consumer protections. They only allow telemax programs based on someone's mileage, how much they drive. And actually, Elon Musk, of all people, actually threw a Twitter tantrum about this several months ago. It's a long story, but basically, Tesla has moved into doing auto insurance in a few states with a heavy focus on telematics, and he got mad that the California Department of Insurance was not bending the rules for them and allowing their telematics program to use additional factors in relation to mileage, and it went from there. So just to be clear, because we're living in an age where data is capital, not only can they know all about your driving, but they can also take all that data and monetize it by selling it to other companies or using it to market you or or whatever, correct, at this point in time? 
Yes, in most states, that's true. There are some uh, states, as I mentioned, like New York, that have issued guidelines saying that the insurance companies can't do this and there are limits on what they can do with the data. But again, those guidelines are dependent upon the insurance department stepping up and doing their job. And uh, what the insurance department, they could change their minds and say those guidelines are no longer in effect. In some states like California, again, there are stronger consumer protections. And that's where uh, telematics programs are the best for consumers because the factors that they can use are limited. But in most states, yeah, it's kind of like a wild west. There aren't a lot of restrictions. There isn't a lot of privacy protections. The companies all claim, like they have big disclaimers on their website saying, we are not going to take your data and sell it. But I don't really trust them. And frankly, neither should you. So what about hackers? Anything digital can be compromised. Are you at all concerned that this device in your car or on your app could be compromised and somehow things bad could happen? Yes, these devices are quite vulnerable to hackers. There aren't a lot of safeguards. There aren't a lot of protections. Uh, Again, the companies assure you that there are protections. We have been pushing, among other things, for much stronger regulation of telematics at the state level. And one of the things that we want is for uh, states to require that there be strong protections against hackers and strong privacy protections for consumer data in these programs. Well, it sounds like telematics is a free-for-all right now that needs to be regulated. And we're going to talk to you about that coming up next. This is Consumerpedia, powered by Checkbook.org. Consumerpedia Fast Facts. The average auto insurance policy costs about $148 a month or $1,700 a year. Auto insurance is required in every state except New Hampshire. There are three main types of auto insurance. Liability coverage protects you if you cause damage to others and or their stuff. Collision coverage covers your car if you hit another car, person, or non-moving object like a tree or garage. Comprehensive is optional coverage that protects against damage caused to your vehicle that was not caused by an accident, such as vandalism, windshield damage, fire, or weather. So based on all the concerns we've been discussing, Consumer Federation of America would like to see some rules of the road, so to speak, enacted. And some states, as you mentioned, New York, California, and Washington have already done that. Are you looking for some kind of federal regulation or are you looking for the states to all agree on something or where do we go with this and what are you looking for? Well, uh, insurance is mostly regulated at the state level. You have the 50 uh, state insurance departments plus the District of Columbia Insurance Department. Federal regulation would be good, but uh, realistically, it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. And getting uh, 50 states plus the District of Columbia to all agree on something is like herding cats. But we're pushing for regulation at the state level. We've organized with a bunch of consumer groups in a whole bunch of different areas. This is a very complicated subject, but there are some basic ground rules that would benefit consumers and help a lot of people. First, telematics needs to be voluntary for consumers. That shouldn't be required. Consumers should decide whether to enroll in this program or whether they don't want to enroll in this program. Consumers and regulators need to know all the points and the factors collected in telematics by insurers, like whether it's how much you travel, uh, what time of day you travel, your speed, and they should also know how much weight each factor has. Like, for instance, if your premium in a telematics program is 20% of that is based on speed, that should be uh, known and it should be publicly available in language that the average consumer can understand. We also think that regulators should have very strong standards for the information that's collected and used. Only data that's directly related to insurance risk should be allowed. 
the insurers need to provide good justification for every factor that they're using so the departments can clearly understand this. And if needed, the departments can bring in outside experts. Uh, Also, these programs should be tested for disparate impact to make sure that they don't unfairly discriminate against African-Americans or other people. And so they don't perpetuate systemic racism or biases against racial or ethnic groups. And the companies should be required to test their programs for this bias. And if they find it, they should be required to correct it very quickly or face serious, serious consequences. And we also think that there should be restrictions on this information to ensure that telematics actually benefits consumers and lowers uh, your premiums instead of raising them. There are a couple of the companies that say our data will only be used to lower your premium instead of increasing it. That's an encouraging first step. But again, we don't trust the companies when they say that. We think that telematics should be required to help consumers. And these are some good first steps to try and ensure that these programs actually lower your premium instead of increasing it. Michael, it sounds like telematics is the future, so we better get some rules of the road in place now before, for instance, insurance companies say you've got to do this or something like that. Yeah, well, it's more accurate to say that the insurance companies are trying to make it the future. They have been pushing these programs for many years. When you go online to a bunch of their websites and go through the process of getting an auto insurance quote, the default option is to participate in the telematics program. So they're trying, I think, to sign up a lot of people automatically and to make it so you actually have to decide not to be in the telematics program. Consumers have actually been quite skeptical about these programs. They've gradually grown, but a lot of people are put off by the idea of Big Brother riding shotgun with you, of an insurance company tracking all your driving behavior and knowing, quite frankly, a pretty big amount about you. And they're also concerned about what the insurance company will do with that information. So a lot of people are still not using telematics. There have actually been some polls where most Americans say they're skeptical about telematics and won't participate in these programs. And of the people who will participate in these programs, a lot of them say we would only uh, enroll in this if, say, it lowers our premium by a certain amount, if it's really worth it. And I think, frankly, that's that's a good mindset to have. Consumers should go into this with an open mind. They should also be aware of all the pitfalls that these programs aren't well regulated. They could save you money, but they could also increase your premium and to be careful and do your research. To me, Michael, the scariest part of all this is that decisions are going to be made by algorithms. I don't trust algorithms. I don't know what they're doing. You can't appeal an algorithm. We all know the problems when somebody gets kicked off of Amazon or one of the social media platforms based on an algorithm, and you got to try to deal with that. To me, that's the scariest part of this whole thing, that algorithms are going to be deciding how much I pay for insurance. Yeah, it's a serious problem. And one of the things that we have been advocating for is that algorithms in insurance programs and telematics programs need to be extremely transparent. We have been fighting to say that regulators, elected officials, and ordinary consumers should see how these algorithms work, what goes into the calculations, and how that affects your insurance premium. All the components and like the factors that should be identified, and again, so should the weight given to them. But the insurance companies basically don't want that. I'm not sure whether it's through greed or simple stubbornness or something else, but they have fought transparency at every turn. We don't think that's right. We think consumers should know what goes into telematics programs, how algorithms work, and it will benefit everybody in the long run because if it's an algorithm's workings are transparent, it will usually be fairly obvious to see if there is serious, unfair discrimination and you can correct it. Very, very interesting stuff. Michael DeLong is Advocacy Associate at the Consumer Federation of America, their campaign for fair auto insurance. Michael, thank you for spending so much time with us today. 
and drive safely. Thanks, you too. Before we go, Checkbook wanted to find out what the insurance industry had to say about the types of issues consumer advocates are concerned about. In response to our questions, we received a statement from the Insurance Information Institute, a trade group that represents the industry. Vice President of Media Relations Loretta Waters said the continuous monitoring provided by telematics can help insurers more accurately gauge their risk. The feedback it provides can help change bad driving habits or encourage good ones, she said. Waters acknowledged that tracking mileage and driver behavior has raised privacy concerns, and as a result, some states have enacted legislation requiring disclosure of tracking practices and devices. Despite privacy issues, she said, usage-based insurance is gaining in popularity as customers become more comfortable with allowing their driving to be monitored in order to save money. Many insurers are beginning to offer it as an option, she said, and new companies are entering the marketplace. Well, that's it for this episode of Consumerpedia. You can subscribe to us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. Remember, we release new ones every other Thursday. Another way you can support this show is to follow us on Consumerpedia on Facebook and Instagram and at MyConsumerpedia on Twitter. I'm Herb Weisbaum. Thanks for listening. Consumerpedia is a public service of Checkbook.org. We're a unique nonprofit that helps you save money and make smarter choices. You can count on Checkbook to help you find the best services and avoid the worst with local ratings that are accurate and unbiased. If you live in or around these seven cities and haven't joined Checkbook yet, check us out. Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, Seattle, San Francisco, Minneapolis-St. Paul, and Washington, D.C. To get your free 30-day subscription, go to checkbook.org slash consumerpedia. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll become a supporter by using the link at the bottom of the show notes to make a small contribution each month. Consumerpedia, empowering consumers to save money and make smarter choices. 